Hi guys! Hey, 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 hey! Welcome back to my podcast. It's Zachary Reality. Happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy weekend. So excited to be chatting with you guys. So for today's podcast, I'm going to be playing my last three YouTube videos. So if you've already seen them on my channel or you just want to fast forward to the Jane, a.k.a. Jada interview, that's totally fine. But if you do not like to watch on YouTube because you like to listen, that's why you're here. So just so you know, so it's not out of context, the first video is about 16 minutes. I'm talking about Charity's um, newest episode of The Bachelorette this week, and then Claim to Fame, the most recent episode. And then you guys know I always give, like, random commentary about, like, what I'm doing. Then the second YouTube video that we'll play will be talking about Kim Kardashian wanting to be The Bachelorette. Lies, lies on lies. I actually did watch the episode, so she literally just said she was kidding. Like, she literally said, oh, I was just joking, and it was just, like, a really bad marketing tool. Oh, my God, my neighbor is knocking on my window because he wants me to meet him at the pool, but I'm like, hold on. So, yeah, it was just such a bad marketing tool by Kim. Not by Kim, but by, like, Disney. Like, it was just so obvious, but, like, whatever. They just wanted to, like, plug The Bachelorette and The Kardashians. And then the third video is my interview with Jane who is actually known as Jada Star, Dolly Parton's niece. She was eliminated on Claim to Fame, episode three this week. So our interview will play about 30 minutes in, um, if you guys want to check that out. And all three of these videos are obviously available on my YouTube, but you guys are here because you want to listen. So without further or do-do-do-do-do, enjoy the episode. And I hope you guys all have a great weekend. I'll be in San Diego this weekend for Pride, and then I'll be back in LA, and then I'm going to Vegas. And oh, I love summer. I hope you guys are having a great summer. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. It is your host, Zachary Reality, and it is the middle of July, and we are here on a Tuesday to chat about Claim to Fame. Last night was, like, really shocking and heartbreaking. I'm so upset with who went home, and we'll talk a little bit about The Bachelorette because I think everybody is waiting for a little Brayden rant. I'm ready to hit. Are you? Oh! And I have one. I have one prepared. I have one ready. And I'm definitely ready to complain about him in this Bachelorette recap. It was episode three. It was the Barbie date coming off this huge Barbie movie premiere that everyone is talking about. So we definitely have a few fun things to discuss. So if you guys are new to my channel, give this video a thumbs up and subscribe by clicking the subscribe button down below and ringing the bell so you're always notified whenever I post new videos. I just got back from San Diego yesterday, so I'm a little exhausted from my trip, but I did vlog. So I have a vlog coming for you guys tomorrow. It's already edited, so stay tuned for that. And I'm also exhausted because they're doing a testing of a fire alarm in my building. So it's been like kind of beeping the past couple hours, like sporadically. So if you hear it beep while we're recording this video, just know I'm annoyed about it. And a couple of my TikToks didn't post, so I'm like really annoyed this morning. But anyway, let's get into it. What's that face? Claim to fame. If you didn't watch it already, Jane was eliminated, actually known as Jada Star. I didn't even know you could do that in Claim to Fame by giving yourself a new name to fool the other contestants. I know that they do that on like Survivor where they pretend like their job is something that it's not because they don't want people to know certain things about them. But this kind of feels unfair if she changed her name for the show and the game. Did anybody else do that? Or is Jane just a nickname of Jada? Either way, Jada was that girl. She played the game so well, so hard right out of the gate. Everybody was onto her immediately. Everybody pretty much knew that she was a threat. 
But because she also had knowledge, because she was so smart, a lot of people wanted to keep her around because they thought that maybe, you know, she could be an asset to them in the future while trying to guess other people's celebrity relatives. And Jane was in the bottom two this week and everybody voted for her to vote for somebody. So basically how it works is that she now gets to pick any of the other contestants left in the house and guess their celebrity relative. If Jane guesses it correctly, that person goes home. If she doesn't, then Jane goes home. So Jane picked Chris, who I really like a lot. Chris is one of my favorites on the show. So I'm kind of like low-key rooting for him to win. A lot of people online seem to think that Chris is related to like an Osborne, uh, Osbond or something. I think she pulled my clue. So let me know if you guys know Chris's celebrity relative, but Jane guessed it wrong. She guessed that he was related to Elvis Presley because of the clue another contestant shared with her. Welcome to the club. And she was wrong. And this sucks. I was rooting for her so bad. But then Jane's um, celebrity relative was revealed as Dolly Parton. And she just had the nicest things to say about Dolly, saying that she's exactly who you think she is. She's her niece. I was reading a little bit about it online. Jane has actually worked at Dollywood for like nine years of her life. She is very involved with her family and the music industry. Her aunt is Dolly Parton. So Dolly Parton's sister is Jane's mom, actually Jada Starr. So she was eliminated too early on because I felt like she did have a lot of knowledge and gameplay that could have taken her to the end. But I also felt like because she was getting so much airtime and she was such a threat from the beginning, it almost felt like her story was starting to burn out a little bit too soon. So you got to really look out for those people that have a slow burn with a storyline when you start the show to when you end the show. And you know, she came in too hot and I'm so upset that she was sent home. No. Are you serious? But we might be chatting with her this week. So stay tuned. I might be getting her for an interview. I'm really excited to chat with her. If you guys did not check out my interview with Carly, she was the first person eliminated on Claim to Fame. You guys could check that video out on my YouTube channel from a couple weeks ago. Okay, so <laughs> the meltdown is like, I'm sorry, that's just classic Carly right classic there. Classic Carly. Um, let's move on to The Bachelorette. Oh my God. Oh my God, this is free. We're here on episode three, which means the show is finally starting to pick up a little bit. And it's clear that the front runners are Dutton, Xavier, Joey, and Brayden. Those are the top four, in my opinion. But Brayden, he is getting a lot of heat this week again. Over here. Every week, he's been getting so much heat. So basically, the show started off with everyone going to Oceanside. So they're not leaving the country during this season of The Bachelorette until the end when they go to Fiji. But for the majority of this season is going to be filmed in the United States. So they went to Oceanside and Brayden got the first one-on-one. -on -one. Now, if you guys don't remember, Brayden also got the first impression rose. So he made a really strong impression out of the gate for Charity. So even though there's all these red flags that we're seeing on the screen, Charity was excited about him when he first came out. Even her brother, when he did the disguise and he talked to Charity, he told Charity that Brayden was a little cocky and she chose to trust her gut and ignore him. And once again, we're having the same problem three weeks in a row because even last week, Brayden was getting a little bit of a funky edit with some funky music and there was just some red flags being shown. So Charity wanted to take him on a date today to just get to know him one-on-one -on -one and have that quality time with him because she has been excited about him. So they went to the Padres Stadium. They started throwing baseballs at each other. I mean, did you see how he almost knocked her out? He literally hit her in the face. 
Thank God she's okay. This is why baseball is so scary. This is why I don't play sports, okay? The only sport that I like to play is tennis because it's a non-contact sport. I remember when I was playing baseball as a kid because my parents put me in every single sport. My brother was a year older than me. So I remember it was like second to third grade where in third grade, there's no longer the coach who pitches underhand. It's now a player as in like an eight-year-old who throws overhand. And I remember when I would go to my brother's baseball games, everybody would get bloody nose noses and a bloody mouth. So then when I was in second grade, I told my mom, I was like, yeah, we're going to quit baseball. And we're just, I'm not playing anymore because I'm not risking getting a bloody nose. And around that time, I started to quit every single sport because my parents literally put me in like soccer, baseball, basketball, every sport. I stuck with tennis. I stuck with skiing and I actually did like basketball too, but baseball, I had to quit and soccer. I had to quit too, because I was not letting anybody kick me. Just saying. I'm ready to hit. Are you? Oh. I was a theater kid, but Brayden had a pretty good one-on-one -on -one date. It felt like they opened up. They had a great time. They got to know each other a little bit better. And he even got the rose at the end of the date. He got the rose. Stop there, Brayden. Stop there. This is the point of the episode where whoever has the rose is safe. This is not the first time he's had a rose before a rose ceremony. Like, chill out, calm down. Throughout the episode, we saw Brayden talking a little bit more, a little bit more, a lot of more. And he basically told Aaron B that he doesn't know if he can get engaged at the end of this. And he doesn't know how he feels about The Bachelorette, dating so many other people. And it's just like, yeah, well, that's valid, but this is the show you're on. It was just like the way he was saying it and he kept on going. It was just like unnecessary. Talks too much. You don't need to tell everybody like all of your feelings, but he did. Um, so we see later on in the episode when Aaron B tells Charity about that. More on that later. Let's talk about the Barbie group date. I am birthday suit. I had mailed them to an hour ago and I currently do not. That was so much fun. Obviously in, you know, in spirit of the big Barbie movie premiere that Charity went to along with some other Bachelor Nation alums like Susie and Andrew and Hannah G and Jojo and Jordan. Um, everybody looks stunning. All the influencers, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, those outfits, everyone slayed the pink carpet. That looked like such a pink carpet. I wasn't invited to go, so I didn't have an outfit, but I do have these glasses that I don't remember where I got them from. So if I was gonna go to the Barbie premiere, I would have done something with these glasses and it would have been fabulous, but loved everyone's outfits. Loved how Jojo and Jordan came in to host the group date. Jojo is an OG bachelorette. She is one of like the most iconic bachelorettes of all time. Everybody loves her so much. And it really came at a perfect timing having her and Jordan host this date because they just got married like earlier this year or at the end of last year, it was like the end of last year, but it was recently and we were all waiting as Bachelor Nation fans for like six years for this wedding. So it just came out the perfect time that they came back to host this date as well as their reality show that they're hosting on another network called The Big D on the USA Network. That show is about couples who like were divorced and then they put them back in a house together and then they have to like start dating each other or maybe like get back together or like each other's exes. I haven't started watching it yet. I thought I was going to, but I never got around to it but if you guys have watched the big d let me know in the comments um but so exciting to see jojo and jordan host this date and it was a talent show so everybody dressed up as their best ken <laughs> and dutton did really well joey did really well and that guy sean 
did really well. He was a little cocky during the episode, um, but he also was like kind of funny too. Also, did you guys see that he like used to work at Barstool? I saw Rhea from Chicks in the Office post that he was a Barstool intern like years ago, um, but he did really well on the date. But my favorite's Joey. Like, can we all just talk about how handsome Joey is? I feel like Joey is getting like the best edit. He's just like the most likable guy. If anyone's going to be the next Bachelor, I think it's going to be Joey. Even though I did like low-key hear that Joey may have went to Bachelor in Paradise and he may be a thing with Rachel Recchia. That might not be true, but I saw that online then it is possible that we see Joey in Paradise because he's definitely not winning. Um, I feel like I know who's going to win based on like everyone that's been talking about like what's happened online. And there was like some Instagram stories that matched up over the weekend. If you don't want to know who wins, I mean, I don't know if this is true. I didn't like look into it, but this is what I've seen online. If you don't want to know, fast forward six seconds right now. Okay, we have six seconds. I think it's done. I think it's done. So back to the recap and the show. Um, the Barbie day went well and Charity had some extra time and she has a connection with Xavier. He's been getting some camera time each week, but Dutton got the group date rose. She's all about Dutton. She is all about him. He's really tall too. Do you guys know how tall he is? Bachelorette? Dutton. Oh, he's six foot five. Charity's really into him and he is definitely one to watch. He's a front runner. He got the group date Rose. And then there was another one-on-one -on -one date with this guy named Warwick and they went to like some fair together. And it was kind of funny watching it because Charity was like, why isn't he scooping my ice cream? Like, why isn't he making, you know, some gestures? I think with Warwick, it just, it wasn't there. He tried. He seemed sweet. I'm glad she sent him home. The date was so short. We almost knew that there was more drama coming because it was still like an hour into the episode when we were already on our second one-on-one -on -one date and like it was just not going anywhere. So RIP Warwick, you definitely were a time and I want to see him on Paradise, honestly. I feel like he has potential, but it just wasn't going to be him and Charity and that's fine. So then we get to the rose ceremony and this is when Aaron B tells Charity the things that Brayden said around the house. Some things were brought to my attention. By Aaron, yeah. Yeah. And Charity is now considering taking his rose away and possibly not even giving it to him because he already had the rose. So that's why I was saying earlier, like he's, he was talking too much. And this really frustrated a lot of guys in the house. And there were some people who were divided on whether or not Aaron should have said anything because Brayden already had the rose. So now Charity is taking time away at the cocktail party to talk to Brayden and clear this up with Brayden instead of talking to some of the other guys who just haven't had as much time. So what would you guys do in that situation? Would you have said something? Thing to charity if you were Aaron B because he stand he stood by his decision Aaron B said listen I could not talk to charity I could not go another night without her knowing what Brayden was saying I'm team Aaron B I think Aaron B did the right thing by telling her I know some of these guys are frustrated that they haven't gotten enough time but I promise if it's meant to be you will get enough time and honestly maybe charity shouldn't have pulled Brayden aside right there but she was pissed like she was upset about it she wanted to confront it I mean he already had a rose and she was thinking about sending him home. I feel like she was never actually going to send him home, but she confronts him and he kind of says like, blah, 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 like all the things like this is, you know, realistic. I'm being honest. And I do appreciate Brayden's honesty here. The problem is he just talks too much. Like you just need to let the process go. You know what you signed up for, just like Charity said. Like everyone's in their head about it. This is like the 20th season. Like, come on. Like he just is trying to like control the process and control everything. And he's like all in his feelings. And I feel like maybe because the producers keep like asking him about like his feelings and like asking him so many questions, he might have like a little bit of an inflated ego where he thinks that like everyone cares like 
everything that he has to say. And it's just like not the case. Like that's why I said, Brayden, stop talking. Like not everyone cares what you have to say. Wait, you asked me, you said at the end of this, can you can you see yourself getting engaged? And I told you that I don't know yet. Yeah. We're still learning about each other. Absolutely. I do think Brayden is getting some like creepy background music, but he's just like not going along with the process. And I think he's trying to control everything. And it's kind of funny because Charity even retweeted the Bitchlorette's tweet where she said, if you need to talk to other guys to be the Bachelorette, to wear prettier earrings than me, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic partnership. That is so funny. I really like Charity's Twitter. I think she's been doing a good job being like interactive with people and she's kind of funny. Charity, blink twice if you need help on this date. Act like you've been there before. Well, Aaron, to be honest, none of us have, but I feel you. The black eyes and red flags, my two favorite things. No way, me getting knocked out. Batch Nation, y'all ready to go to Barbie land? Okay, Charity's everything. I love her. Love Charity. She seems just so cool and sweet. And I'm definitely rooting for her to find love. And I'm really starting to warm up to the season. But, you know, obviously she decided that she wanted to keep Brayden at the end of the day. She even like dramatically walked away for a second because she was possibly going to take his rose back. But then those two other guys who just like didn't get roses, they just went home and she kept him. I mean, Charity needs to make the decision for her. If she wants to fall in love with Brayden and she wants to, you know, believe the best in him and she needs to like see it for herself, then that's fair. The same thing happened with Hannah Brown and Luke P. Everybody warned Hannah about Luke and she kept him until the final four. And she said at the reunion, she had to see it for herself. So I feel like we're going to see the same thing with Brayden throughout the season. I think he's going to go to the top four. She's going to see it for herself. And there's going to be like a big dramatic moment where she sends him home and then he's going to get confronted at the Mentel all. And then maybe he'll go to bachelor in paradise too. If not, we need him back next year. I mean, I'm all here for Brayden as a TV character, but this is not the Brayden show, but they're editing it to be the Brayden show. This music that they're giving him is really freaking me out. So I don't know how many guys are left now. I feel like there's like 13 or less. We're really starting to windle down here. As I said earlier, my top four, I do believe will be Brayden, Joey, Xavier, Aaron B and Dutton. So then maybe let's not put Brayden in the top four. Maybe Brayden will make like five or six. Okay, I said what I said. So those are my thoughts on The Bachelorette this week. Also his earrings. Also last track his earrings. I like his earrings. Maybe that's a hot take, but I actually think he wears the earrings well and I appreciate how unique he is about it. I actually think he can pull the earrings off. I've never worn earrings before. I've like just gotten into wearing necklaces and bracelets. I've never been an earrings person. I don't want to get them pierced like ever. I would never do that. But I like, I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly not mad at the earrings. He makes them seem so natural. Um, well, let me know your thoughts on The Bachelorette this week and Claim to Fame. I want to know who you guys think is going to win Claim to Fame and who you guys think is going to win The Bachelorette. You're going to do The Bachelorette? Yes, babies. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. It is your host, Zachary Reality. And today we're going to be talking about Kim Kardashian potentially becoming the next Bachelorette, as well as Claire Crawley, who just announced on Instagram that she is having a baby. So we have a couple fun topics to discuss on today's YouTube video. So happy Wednesday. Hope you're all having a great week. We are halfway through the week. So if you are waiting for the weekend, we're almost there. Just, just hang in there a little bit longer. Um, I got coffee this morning, went for a nice little walk. So all in good spirit and in good vibes today. So if you guys are new to my channel, make sure to give this video a thumbs up and you know the drill. You got to subscribe. Help me get to 12,000 subscribers. I need your help. So let's first start off by talking about Kim Kardashian becoming the next Bachelorette. So, so there was a clip posted on The Bachelorette and The Kardashians Instagram alluding to the next episode where Kim is telling her family that she accepted the role as the next Bachelorette. She got a call from Robert Mills 
and she's gonna be the next Bachelorette. Let's take a look at this clip and watch it together. An executive from Disney called me. So she's taunting her family, she's teasing them, she's trying to build up the suspense. I'm gonna be Stop the Bachelorette. <laughs> I'm so serious. So she says she's going to do the show The Bachelorette, but then she also says she's going to be The Bachelorette. Gonna do she's not Bachelorette? Yes. Well, Kim, 100% you're not doing <laughs> Yes, that. why? Kylie seems kind of excited, but Chris, Courtney, and Chloe seem a little confused. Chloe is just not believing her. No, not happening. Nope. Either is Chris. I'm kind of shocked that Chris is so resistant to this because Chris is a huge Bachelor Nation fan. If you guys don't remember, Chris has been a Bachelor Nation fan forever. Since Ben Flanick was The Bachelor way back in the day, she was hanging out with him. And I know that Kendall and Kylie watched The Bachelorette as well. And Kim has even tweeted about The Bachelor before in the past. I remember when it was the finale of Pilot Pete's season, Kim was tweeting like, go Hannah Ann, go Hannah Ann. So Kim is definitely a huge Bachelor fan. And a lot of fans who saw this clip are commenting online. Maybe she's just going to host a group date. Maybe she's just going to be like a guest star for an episode but the thing is she literally said i'm going to be the bachelorette which means that she is going to be the lead of the show with 25 suitors vying to date her i'm gonna do the show the bachelorette I'm gonna be Stop the bachelor. It. <laughs> it is possible that this could potentially just be a way to cross promote both shows because the Kardashians and The Bachelorette are both on Hulu. So it, it's most likely a short clip to get you to tune into The Kardashians on Wednesday night, which is tonight for the new episode to hear the full clip and the full context. So I don't believe that Kim is actually going to be The Bachelorette, but based on this clip, it literally says that she is going to be The Bachelorette. I'm gonna be Stop the bachelor. <laughs> Would Kim ever be The Bachelorette? There has been so many people wanting Chloe to be The Bachelorette forever, especially because she has had so much difficulty finding love and finding the one, and she's so deserving. But Kim also is back in the dating game as well. And if you're watching this season of The Kardashians, she has expressed wanting to get herself back out there and start dating after her split from Pete Davidson. So I'm totally here for this. Do I think it's actually happening no, because when would it happen? Charity season of The Bachelorette is on right now. That's going to air the next couple of months. If you guys didn't see my recap from yesterday's episode, check it out on my channel. But Charity season is going to be airing. And then Bachelor in Paradise airs in September, as well as The Golden Bachelor, which is going to be about an older gentleman finding love. And then we're always used to The Bachelor coming on in January with one guy and a bunch of girls. So let's just say hypothetically Kim is actually going to be The Bachelorette. Based on ABC's schedule and timeline and Bachelor Nation, it really wouldn't happen until next year, 2024. As in, it would be airing a year from now since we're watching charity season of The Bachelorette right now. Yes, maybe it could come on in the fall, but like I said, there's two other shows on in the fall anyway. I know Michelle's season was on in the fall, like a couple years ago, but no, Kim is not being The Bachelorette, but could you guys see it? Would they get celebrity contestants to be on the show? Would they get athletes, trainers, lawyers, accountants? Like, would they get people of a higher class that could potentially date Kim Kardashian? How would Kim do on the show? Would you rather see Kim or Chloe be the bachelorette? Or could they have a double bachelorette with Kim and Chloe? Kim, 100% you're not doing <laughs> Yes, why? Not happening. Nope. Listen, it's definitely not happening, but it's fun to speculate. And I think we're just, I think I'm just feeding into them trying to market both shows. So let me know your thoughts down below. And let's move over to chatting about Claire Crawley, who just announced that she is having a baby. Now, this is such exciting news because Claire infamously went viral for her conversation with Dale when they talked about their engagement to Chris Harrison back in 2020 when Claire Crawley was the Bachelorette and Claire said that she wanted to have babies. What is next for you guys? Moving in together? Wedding? What's up? I think like, you know, obviously... Babies! 
really like babies. <laughs> she is finally having a baby at 42 years old. Claire took to her Instagram to share the exciting news with a clip with a laundry basket with a clip and a laundry basket saying our laundry is about to get a whole lot cuter in 2024. This truly is what dreams are made of. I can't tell you how hard it has been to hold this secret in as I've shared the last 10 years of my life with you all. This is one journey though that Ryan and I have been keeping close to our hearts as we navigated the uncertain worlds of IVF and all that comes with it up until this point. I can't wait to share it all with you soon and what it's like for us. Until then, we are so incredibly grateful to the Egg Whisperer for making miracles happen. Baby Dawkins will be arriving via our amazing angel surrogate in 2024. So that means that the baby is due in about seven months. So the surrogate is about three to four months pregnant. That is so amazing and such exciting news, especially for Claire, who's always wanted to find love and have kids. If you guys don't remember, she was first seen on Juan Pablo's season of The Bachelor way back in 2014. It was the 14th season and Claire made it all the way until the end. She was the runner up on his season and she infamously told him off at the end when Juan Pablo dumped her for Nikki Farrell. Juan Pablo and Nikki did not end up working out after the show but Claire was really upset when she was broken up with by Juan Pablo because there was no signs and she didn't have any like idea that it was happening like he gave her every reason to believe that she was the one so she was really shocked and she even said infamously I would never want my daughter having a father like you I thought I knew what kind of man you were okay what you just made me go through mm -hmm. I would never want my children having a father like you. Okay. Oof. And then she told him off at the, after the final rose, but it was not done for Claire. Her journey for love was not done on Bachelor Nation. Keep in mind, she's been on six shows. She then went to Bachelor in Paradise season one, where she dated Zach Calter. He was on Desiree's season. He is now a travel blogger, engaged to influencer and travel blogger Helen Owens. You guys may have seen him and her on Instagram. They're so fabulous and beautiful together, but that did not work out between Zach and Claire she left the show crying and in tears and then she went back for bachelor in paradise season two she went on a few different dates i do remember she went on a date with jared Heyman, who is now married to ashley i did not work out for her so then she went on to bachelor winter games now bachelor winter games was a show filmed in vermont it was only four episodes so it was super short but they had some bachelor nation og members like ben higgins and ashley i and bibiana and they competed in different olympic games with different athletes and different Bachelor Nation stars from other countries like New Zealand and Australia. And Claire did end up getting engaged on that season. She met this guy, Benoit, who was from Canada. And Benoit proposed to Claire on the reunion for Bachelor Winter Games. But unfortunately, that relationship did not work out for her either. So then a couple years later, she's now our Bachelorette. And dare I say, this was the most explosive and dramatic Bachelor season, Bachelorette season of all time. Because after 10 days... She got engaged to Dale Moss, who she was already excited about meeting because basically this was the COVID year. So Claire was able to see the cast list of men for her season of The Bachelorette months before they ended up filming in Palm Springs. So I definitely feel like Claire had a crush on Dale before she even got there. And remember, Matt James was originally cast for that season of The Bachelorette as well. But then he ended up becoming The Bachelor before... Claire's season started even filming and then he was the bachelor right after that so he never even went on to her season but Claire got engaged to Dale and you know they had that conversation about having babies babies <laughs> babies 
And Claire and Dale dated for a couple years. They were on and they were off. It was definitely a roller coaster to follow. We all kind of knew something was fishy, but we rooted for her. We wanted her to find love. And, you know, it just did not work out with Dale. And sadly, that was the end of her bachelorette journey because Taisha ended up taking over. And I mean, that was when another star was born because Taisha truly was one of the most iconic bachelorettes of all time. And that was a very interesting season, the way everything kind of transitioned. But Claire ended up finding a guy in the real world. Ryan Dawkins is her husband. They got engaged last year. He is a professional. He is off camera. He is age appropriate. He seems perfect for Claire. They got married in February in Sacramento during a very small intimate ceremony. And they have been together for the past couple of years. So it seems like this is the guy for her. She found him off camera. All those tries on The Bachelor um, really just led her to this moment. She never gave up on love. She never gave up on wanting to be a mother. And now she's having a baby. So we are over the moon and super excited for Claire. Babies. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. And those are our two topics that we are chatting about on today's YouTube video. Hello. Too much oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, show the cleavage. Show the cleavage. Whatever you want. <laughs> sorry. Just there. You're good. Okay. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to my channel and my podcast. It is Zachary Reality. And we are here with the lovely Jane not Jada, because I only know Jane. Um, but we're going to get to know Jada Star today because she was just eliminated most recently on Claim to Fame. I was rooting for her. We were all rooting for her, as the great Tyra Banks once said. Jane, how are you doing? How has your week been since the episode came out? It has been such a whirlwind in a great way. Like, the relief I feel <laughs> now that that part is over. Like, I... I was really, really excited to see how it all would look, you know, on TV and see how they were going to present it to you guys. And I was really happy with it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really happy with all of it. I've gotten some really sweet messages. I've gotten a lot of people being like, thank goodness Jane's gone, which I understand completely. <laughs> um, and then I've gotten people like you who've been so sweet and told me that like they loved me and they were happy. And I just, I just wanted to do a good job for my aunt. And I just tried I tried really hard to win. We all had different strategies and um, it was it was a lot of fun. It's like the best experience of my life. That's awesome. Yeah, it really came across at the end how much you loved your aunt and how positive you were, especially when you walked away so gracefully. Like you didn't pull a Carly. You didn't like throw a fit. Like it, you were just going, no, we love Carly. It was just going off on such a high note and you were such a threat from the beginning. And I think everybody oh, no. saw that. So, I mean- we were rooting for you, but it was just like so much Jane at once. Did you feel like that in the moment that you were the center target? I cannot tell you how often I hid in the closet in that <laughs> Same, house. same <laughs> once in my life. <laughs> just trying to be like, I'm so scared. Um, I didn't know, I had no idea what I was walking into, but I was going to do my very best. You know, I was going to try so hard and I loved every minute of it. Mm -hmm. And the thing that became hard for me immediately was that from the moment I met my castmates, I loved them. Mm -hmm. I loved every one of them. And I was like, okay, you're gonna have to put on this tough face and you're gonna have to play and you're gonna have to be like sassy and amazing and do your thing. And I just couldn't keep it up. I liked him too much. You don't know how many people have messaged me and said, but Hugo, and I keep <laughs> going, Hugo is my baby child and I will mm -hmm. not explain myself. Like I mm -hmm. could not do it. I just couldn't. I didn't yeah. want to even put Chris up there, but. If you guys paid attention, you saw me give him a little wink. Yeah, you you do come across as such a lover. I love how much you love. I'm a lover as well. And I guess that was ultimately your demise because you just, 
you couldn't lie and manipulate. And that's kind of what the game was. And that's where it's heading. Like each week is going to get tougher and tougher. And I, I was kind of surprised at the end when you really felt relieved because you just couldn't lie anymore. And you felt like you honored your aunt. So you kind of got everything you wanted out of the experience. I really did. And you know what? Like, that's also not me trying to be like Pollyanna or Mary Poppins and going, you have to lie to be good at this. Like, that's not at all what it is. But like, we all play games, right? Like board games. I I play Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. So like, (laughs) the type of games I play are like battle and like, it's supposed to be like that. And I can get ugly with my friends. And that's how we are. Mm -hmm. We know each other. I didn't know my castmates. And I didn't know that things I did were going to hurt feelings. And then I ended up just feeling awful. And I know that's horrible when you're in a competition, Mm -hmm. but I'm the biggest baby. Like I'm such a baby. And they'll all tell you that too. I was like, I can't, I just wanted to stay and like, just support everyone. I was like, can I just hang out and like, (laughs) just like talk and like hang out and I'll give everybody like advice. It was, it was still like so fun. So was it about the comp? It was about the competition at first. Like, why did you originally sign on to do the show? Part of the reason I signed on was because my 15 year old said, you have to do it. And if you don't, I will never forgive you. Like you have mm-hmm. to do this cool thing. Cause they also know that I'm a big chicken. Um, I was so honored and thrilled to be offered the opportunity to do it. And even going through all the, the stuff you have to go through, even when people have invited you to do a thing to make sure that you're right for it. Mm-hmm. it I still wasn't sure they were going to pick me. And the whole time I was like, why did they even call me? Like, <laughs> I am no one. I have the most interesting, amazing cousins and family members. And like one of them flies planes and uh-huh. <laughs> like, they're just all amazing. One was a burlesque dancer. Like I love all of them so much. And I just felt like I was so like, why me? And now this has helped my confidence so much to see that just being myself on TV, because that's what I promised myself. And that's what my aunt made me promise to do. She mm-hmm. said, you have to be yourself. I'm a, I was a performer at Dollywood. So I was myself, mm-hmm. but I was still like this Dollywood version. But she said, I want to see you. You have I a chance that. to show people who you are. So you show them who you are. And that's what I tried to do really. And that's why you guys saw me be so vulnerable and cry. My only thing, I love everything about the show and everything about how I was portrayed, but I was like, I really didn't pretend to cry though. (laughs) 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 I'm just, I'm just really annoying like that. I annoy Mm -hmm. myself with it. Um, I love that. I love that you got that out of the experience because I think part of the show is to, you know, help those people, you know, if you were, if you ever felt like you were in the shadows of like your relative or for you, like maybe there's been so many relatives who have been so successful. Like this really was like your opportunity for everyone to just to get to know you for you. And you did that. You were so funny and quirky. And I mean, you killed it. Like you absolutely killed it. And that's why they picked you because they knew that you had the personality for it. So did they just like approach you or did you apply? I received an email um, from someone asking me if I'd be interested in maybe considering going through the process of doing that show and so the first thing I did was I was like fake and like just (laughs) put it off to the side I was like meh and um then I thought about it for a second and I was like well let's look it up what is this kinetic Mm -hmm. entertainment and so like I looked up that stuff and I went oh I think it's a legit thing yeah. And I talked to my husband and my kiddo and that's, we just, we're a unit. Like we do everything uh-huh. together. And I said, what do you guys think? And they said, call them back, dummy. So like I did. Yeah. And she said, Hey, you know, if you're not sure, she said, why don't you watch the first season? Tell me what you think. Cause mm-hmm. I of course would have watched the first season, but I was way behind on my shows. So mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of it yet. I started watching it. I thought I'd watched the first episode and then I binged it 
like that night with my family. We were just in rapture. And like from the first moment, I kept looking at them going, could you imagine if I got to do this? Like, could you even imagine? Yeah, That's ridiculous. Um, I have to know how many, um, I have to know how many cats are behind you right now. I see like six. (laughs) It's three. They all have introduced themselves to you for some reason. They have. Um, That is midnight and that's our little baby, Beezle Bob. And then that's, um, that's, that's Velcro. Okay. I love it. I, you guys, are you surprised I'm a cat lady? Come on. No, I love it. It's so fun. And I love your style too. Um, you were telling me you liked my style. I was like, I like your style. I'm not afraid to take Thank risks. You. I wanted Colorful. to give you for my very first on camera interview, which I've never done before. You're making me feel very like special. Yeah. Um, I wore my little exit outfit which I dressed up in on purpose that day because I woke up that morning going I just have a feeling this is my day so let's look real let's let's try oh to look my god cute. the real <laughs> the real claim to fame fans would, would have noticed that by now they oh. would be paying attention and knowing what's up because there is a big fan base and I think a lot of people are invested to see what happens the rest of the season I'm and- invested <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you gonna come back at the end so does it does it does the way it work at the end is that everyone votes for the winner like how does it how does it decide the winner because I didn't really see season one right well like at, at the end of season one like I'm I can't it's like super secret for you okay. guys for the end of our season you want to be surprised right you know I'm just wondering like how how it ends like what what happened on season one Right. So in season one, what they did was they had like a top three and then there was competition and they got down to the two. And so the winner of that got to choose who guessed okay. and Elsie got to guess Logan, which was gotcha. great. So we, we kind of, we follow kind of a similar uh, thing, okay. somewhat. but of course it's season two. So we have to make everything like bigger and amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Conscious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I do want surprises and I know a lot of the yes. audience does too, but <laughs> Little, little I just want to make sure Pariah like doesn't hit me like and is like, hey, sh-. <laughs> <laughs> But I was going to say earlier, um, because I've worked in casting before, like it is a lot of outreach and your aunt being so famous. I think that they probably wanted a lot of like old school famous people to really like try and shake things up with the relatives. So I'm not surprised that they found you. I mean, Dolly Parton is iconic, but I have to ask for my inner child's Hannah Montana. Have you ever met like Miley? Like, what was that like? Seeing Dolly on Hannah. I have never met Miley. I have always wanted to meet Miley. And Miley, I want to meet you so, so badly. Um, I love and respect her so much. And um, but as far as being like a niece watching my aunt be Hannah Montana's aunt, I thought that was the coolest thing. Oh I loved God. it. I was right. like, we got new family. Come on, yeah. Miley, let's hang out. Yeah. I know. And that's one of the things that I'm so proud of my aunt Dolly for, like just just between you and me, um, yeah. is how much. When Miley had to push away Hannah to become Miley, right? Mm-hmm. She had to do some real scary things and people were so mean to her. And my aunt, like you would say of all people, this old school, you know, lady, mm-hmm. she had her back every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. And I hope people notice that. Like she loves that Miley became this like tough girl and did yeah. her thing. So I yeah. love Miley. Yeah, well, they just did the New Year's Eve thing together last year. And yes. I mean, your aunt just seems so cool, just like you described. Like, she just seems like she kept up with the times. Like, she but she, like, she always just like paid attention to what's new. And, you know, she's always so hip. But then she like never lost her inner dolly and her iconic style. Right. And the whole thing about her is that she's just, she's still that little girl chasing mm-hmm. butterflies. Like, she loves new things and she's not ever going to be set in her ways. Like, she mm-hmm. wants to see what people are coming up with and all these, this new stuff. And I love that about her too. 
can you tell me about Dollywood? Because I've never been and it's definitely on my bucket list. You know, you said you worked there for nine years. So what were you doing there? And like, what is it like? Like, why does everyone need to visit Dollywood? Oh my gosh. So um, I was about to go back to school to get my bachelor's degree in psychology. Mm -hmm. um, and my aunt reached out to me and said, hey, they are putting together a family show at the park with um, some of your cousins and aunts and uncles. And I heard a rumor that you sang and would you like to be in it? I'd like you to, and I'd like you to be in it. And I was like, oh no, because I've always been a songwriter. I never was going to share that with anybody. <laughs> like that was just for me. So I was like, well, I can't say no to her. Could you say no to her? No. So I did it and it turned out to be the best thing I've ever done. Um, I got to perform with my aunts and uncles and cousins and got to meet all these wonderful people. So Dollywood is such a special place to so many people. And it's kind of, I don't even know how to describe it to you really. Like I'm, I'm a Disney person. I absolutely love Disney. I fall into, I go through the gates and I'm like, I'm in the cult the whole time I'm here. I'm happy to be in the Disney cult. Um, Dollywood's its own kind of little version of that. Dolly loves people so much and has put that love out there that there are strangers that consider us all family. Yeah, And that's so heavy and so beautiful. And like all of them come there to kind of have this little family reunion and feel like they're at home. And when they meet other people that have come to Dollywood, they know why they're all there. Mm -hmm. So it's just this really nice little pocket of happiness and wholesomeness and fun. I that sounds that. so silly, but it's, I really do feel that way. I love it here. Yeah. I mean, it feels I was like there like yesterday. <laughs> Oh, of course. Do you live like really close to Dollywood? No, actually. I went to Sevierville um, this week because I went to film some fun stuff so that once I got revealed, I was like, oh, good. Now I can start like communicating with people and mm -hmm. telling them about who I am. And like, so I visited Dollywood and I'm going to show, make some videos for you guys about my visit and yes. introduce you to my cousins that were in the show with me and just kind of, I don't know, just that kind of stuff. And I wanted to be close to her, I guess, when I went through that, that third episode, you know, and it made me feel really good. I watched it actually from a room at the Dream More, <laughs> which, <laughs> which like I rented, like it wasn't mm -hmm. like, with the dream or it's not like that um I just wanted to be there for yeah. that and I went with my husband and my kiddo and some of my cousins and we just had a blast it was so fun oh yeah well I'm sure lots of fans will want to kind of see more of the whole family unit and like the content you can kind of make about the show especially as it plays yes. out so how are you related to Dolly it's your mom's sister mm -hmm. and my then mom is free yeah so okay. I'll, I'll do I'll do the family trick for you so <laughs> with the have... family you get ready. Okay. okay. I'm ready. Lilladeen, David, Denver, Dolly, Bobby, Stella, Cassie, Randy, Larry, Frida, Floyd, and Rachel. It's like all my aunts and uncles and my mom. It's so many. Yes, okay, right? Okay. Like, just forget it. But okay. yeah, my mom and my uncle were at the end. Frida and Floyd, they were twins. Okay. My grandma had one set of twins. And that was my mom and her brother. Um, my mom's an amazing songwriter. Frida yeah. and yeah. her twin brother, my late uncle Floyd, he is an amazing songwriter. He won awards for writing uh, Rockineers, the song that Aunt wow. Dolly did. He wrote it about my grandparents. Okay. But yeah, so I'm related. Okay. And then here we are. And then you're married and you have one son. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a big old family tree. <laughs> it's beautiful. You did a good yes. job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the light is like reflecting. It's perfect. Okay. It's perfect. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, getting see, back I'm just to like your big boob, Mrs. Frizzle. Like, I'll just encourage you. Like, you did yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, getting back to the game a little bit. So, it seems like a few people started to suspect it 
um, that you were related to Dolly. So what was that kind of like? Did you blame yourself for maybe not performing as well in the challenges as you thought you could have? Were you giving away too easy of clues? Like, what did you think about your gameplay? <laughs> so what I thought, looking back on my gameplay, I realized that the number one thing I could take away from it is I was very paranoid. Mm -hmm. um, and not speaking for anyone else, but I know multiples of us were very paranoid. So all I was looking for were clues related to my relative so that I could try to protect myself. And I said that in another interview where a big regret of mine is that I was like, I'm going to have to keep, so I'm just going to have to do this myself and be like, mm -hmm. I should have teamed up with people more because um, I was afraid. So finding out, I, I didn't realize that they had already figured me out really until I watched the episode. I had a feeling a couple might've known. But Carson, I was like screaming. I was so happy and proud of her. I like immediately messaged her. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Um, it was amazing for sure. So I see now that like, no matter what happened, I think I was done. So <laughs> like mm -hmm. it was done. And I'm flattered actually that they did think frat. I was scary. Like that mm -hmm. feels good. I'd rather be like a little bit of a, I'm kind of like a combo villain, nice guy. Like I didn't mean to come off as a villain, but it's okay. Like I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll go from mama to mother. Like I'll be mother. I like that. <laughs> I need there to be like an all-star season and they could like bring you back, but then they would have to change the rules a bit. Right? It'd be so fun though. Like we, I think that they should just put all of us in a house for Big Brother, like season one and okay. season two. Because yes. we are all having the best time. Like we're all in a group chat and it's just this big, crazy family right now. I love that. So why did you pick Chris to guess? And then why did you think he was related to Elvis? Here we go. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm happy that you guys got to see that I had thought Monet had chosen mine. And I didn't realize that part of that clue that scared me was not very well known to people that weren't hardcore Dolly fans. Of course, mm -hmm. I'm a hardcore Dolly fan. Like I'm <laughs> so yeah, I knew of that. Course. that's all I thought. That's all I thought. So as soon as that was eliminated from my mind after I'd apologized to Monet, because I genuinely felt bad mm -hmm. for thinking that she had done something she hadn't done. And that's something that you guys need to know about me as a person in real life. Like when mm -hmm. I have messed up, I am going to say, I am so sorry I messed up because yeah. it like you have to. <laughs> you yeah. Have to. Um, it feels gross at first. And then it starts to feel a lot better when she starts doing it. Um, so after that, I had very little time between the time I apologized to her and she showed me the clue mm -hmm. and I had to go guess. Like we're talking like a, a couple of hours, yeah. right? And I realized, okay, Jane, you have three options. You have a couple, two people you know for sure. You're just sure you know. I felt it in my gut. I knew it. Mm -hmm. And then you have this clue that you're looking at now that isn't making the most sense. So when I knew that I wouldn't have the gumption to get rid of people that I really loved, I thought, you know, if I'm going to go out today, I'm going to go out trying to play the game and trying to solve a puzzle and holding it in my hand. And that's why it had to be Chris. Whoever's clue they had handed me, even if it was Hugo's, I would have done it because I wanted like, that's how I wanted to solve it. I even had a couple people tell me throughout the day, a couple of sure things, mm -hmm. but I thought, we all have to play our own game, right? Like, and mm. if you guys want to do that, you have to do it. I appreciate the help, believe me. But there was a little part of me that I didn't exactly bend to la creme myself, if you know mm. what I mean. Uh -huh. But, but um, 
but it, I went in with about a 60% certainty in my heart when I could have gone in with a hundred percent. Yeah. So I appreciate calling up Chris that. even made me feel bad. Calling up Chris even made me feel bad, but I was like, okay, well, at least you can tell him later. Hey, I love you. I'm sorry, but I would hope you would have done the same thing. So that's what I did. And mm. I just kind of threw something to me, it started to make sense. But even as I looked at it, I was like, something's not right still. Mm. But the girls really did try to like we really tried to figure it out together um yeah we really we really tried to but I know that there was still a little bad blood at the time there's not now yeah but in the house at the time because yeah. um I had I had helped solve Shane's clue and she was mm -hmm. in my room that's why I told him that day I was like don't you bring that in here to me I sleep in here with her mm -hmm. um that's just gonna happen once you get someone's information you meet you are just not trusted anymore and that's mm -hmm. okay because once people had my information I felt the same way I can't mm -hmm. fault anybody you really went yeah, out swinging. I went in there. Yeah, I still had to go out swinging. And there was that little mom part of me that was like, okay, mm -hmm. I know some of you really, really, really want me out. And maybe we all hurt each other's feelings a little bit. And I, I don't want to make it super easy. Like, I want to at least make you guys sweat like a tiny bit before I go. Like, I'm an Aries. I have to like, yeah, that like a little fire behind me, but I didn't want to hurt anybody at all. And that makes sense. Again, the minute I, it was wrong and it was and I, I didn't know what it meant we hadn't seen that screen before and I was like mm -hmm. what does that mean which I'm loving <laughs> by the way putting me with the Jennifer Lawrence meme I'm so honored like it makes me so happy and then they said well you're wrong and I was like yeah you were really right. that means I'm gonna get in and out burger tonight I'm gonna go to bed in a room by myself yeah wow you played so, an, you played the game you went for it you could have oh, you could have but you took a risk it did. I don't think I could have kept it up. I think you yeah. guys would have seen a really sad Jane by like episode four or five. I would have just been like in my bed crying every day. You have to be so manipulative to win these games. You have to take your personal relationships out of it and manipulate it. And that's probably what we will see with the winner because it's oh, going to yeah. get more intense. And, but absolutely. And what I love to say is that like about the world in general is that we are all bees in a beehive, right? Like we all have little jobs and things that we are good at just naturally. Yeah. Some people are naturally good at that. And that's so good. I That's not my job. Like yeah. I, my little job in the beehive is to be like, good job, everybody here. Let me write you a song. Uh -huh. Like that's me. And that's okay. I learned through this experience. Maybe that's not for me, but also because I was representing my aunt, I wasn't there because of me. I was there because of her. Yeah. And so I wanted to do my best for her. And I had this pressure to not disappoint her. I yeah. wanted to do such a good job. If I were given another opportunity to do something similar, I think the pressure would be off me and I'd be able to really play the way I like to play when I'm playing yeah. Commander on Thursday nights, you know, with my friends. Uh -huh. That makes a lot of sense. And that's definitely very respectable. Well, we have nine contestants left. We have Chris, Cole, Gabriel, Hugo, JR, Carson, Monet, Olivia, and Shane. We don't All want, you don't want to tell us too much, obviously, but I mean, who do we need to watch? Who is going to make a splash? You're going to need to watch everybody. Everyone. Everyone in that house was something else. Like mm -hmm. everyone in that house. I can't tell you how excited I am to watch the rest of the season mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. With you guys and to see what all happened while I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Like I'm excited because every single one of us came in there with a completely different strategy mm -hmm. and every one of them gets to kind of play it out. And I'm, I'm stoked to see it. Like everyone had good ideas. You just don't know what's going to happen until you mm -hmm. get everyone in the room together.
Yeah. Um, and I think that they really struck gold with us like they did with the first season. And also I'm going to say the first season is the whole reason why most of us chose to be on the show mm -hmm. because they did such an amazing job and they made it look like so much fun. So, um, mm. again, they do such a good job with, uh, you know, kinetic entertainment to choose us. Um, yeah. they chose great groups of people. And I think you guys are going to be real entertained. It's going to get real crazy. Okay. Crazy. I'm excited. I you <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, sometimes those some characters like stay low key in the first few episodes because they're going to come out later. So I am invested. I'm sure everyone who is watching or listening to this is invested or is definitely now. And I think this show has a lot of layers. I think there's a lot of seasons to come. Um, Kinetic always has oh, yes, great I'm content. They, all, they also um, produced Ultimatum. They work with Love is Blind. So oh, yeah. they, they know how to make good reality TV. They know what they're doing, like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and again, I was very honored to get to work for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, this is not the last we'll see of Jane. Oh, I wanted to ask you, why did you change your name for the show? Is that like a strategic thing? It was a little bit. Um, so I have said before too, I'm not anybody. Um, but because I worked at Dollywood for nine years, there are some people that have come through that do know that first name. And it's not like a okay. super common first name. Yeah. Um, and, and in relation to Dolly. So I thought eh, it might help me a little bit if I walk in there and have that a little different because I, <laughs> because I have a horrible memory. Um, I went with Jane cause I was like, okay, I need the J a name. Cause if I wake up groggy in the morning and it's before my coffee and someone says my name and I don't turn my head, that's going to look weird. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> and, and Jane was perfect for me because wow. I have an aunt Jane on my dad's side. Mm. My mom's the part and my dad's an Anderson, Mark Anderson. Hi dad. I love you. Um, yeah. and so I chose Jane because I thought, okay, well, every time I hear that name, I'm also going to think of my dad a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he's like a really good cheerleader for me. So that, that was another reason. And I like the song Sweet Jane by Lou Reed. Like it's, I have so layers. Many, there's so many layers. No, that, <laughs> like makes, <laughs> that makes so much sense because the, the morning coffee thing, I, I was like, that makes sense. Cause like, we're so programmed to know our name. Like that's why babies, dogs, they learn their names so quickly. Like you learn yeah. their name. You're so used to it, like subconsciously, but changing it is hard. So this this honestly makes sense. And I just figured it out. I just learned that your name was Jada Star on this week's episode. So I was like, wait, what? You can do that? I didn't know that that was even a rule. I loved everyone's reactions. I'm so happy that shook you guys a little bit. I was like, was yeah, I, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and like telling us a little bit more about your your um your family and your time on the show. I'm sure everybody really appreciated who listened and watched. I loved learning more about it. I really was rooting for you, but I totally understand what happened. And um... I'll find more people to root for. They're all <laughs> worth it. I think I'm going to root for Chris now. All right, do it. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and don't forget, because tomorrow I'm going to release the um, my Jonas single from the talent show. So you guys can actually hear like the whole song that I wrote for him. Oh, cool. Yeah, tell, tell everybody where they could follow you and find you. And I'll leave your links down below in the description as well. Oh, you're amazing. Yay. Yeah, you can find me on like all platforms under Jada Star Music. And um, I wrote that little song for Franklin for the talent show because I was like, what talent am I going to do? I'm not good at anything. So <laughs> like anything but writing something. So I thought, why not kind of like give some love to our little Franklin? And I'm happy that I did. Like, and my friends that were Jonas Brothers fans, all of them have like this little deep love for Franklin and they were all, they all approved of it. So I was like, all right. Um, but I got to make a really fun video and track with my cousins and my family, and I'm excited to show that to you guys. And to him, I hope he likes it too. 
I, it's I, called My Favorite Personas. You'll be able to see it tomorrow okay. on Friday. I love that. Yeah, I love that you are the biggest Franklin supporter because he deserves yeah. all the love. <laughs> well, we understand him and he's worked so hard. They've all worked so hard, but like he really like he's so talented and mm-hmm. I'm happy we get to see that. I'm happy his brothers also like support him and are proud of him. That's like a whole sweet, wonderful thing. Yeah, I love, love the, the Jonas Brothers. Love the Jonas Brothers. The brothers like, Jonas. Forever, all of them. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Grew up watching them just like Hannah Montana. We stand. Aww. So everyone go check out <laughs> Jada's music. Um, New song coming soon. And thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please be sure to rate this podcast five stars. Give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>